colds, flus, streps, even covers. Every disease cured with ease by this blessed formula based on ancient scripture. You just drink this tasty coconut silkiness every morning, and that's it. It's done. $100 for a one-month jug. Additional jugs, only $65 a pop. And I make nothing. Zero. By the time I pay my scientists, all the people in my lab, my developers, the lab rats, it's a wash. Well, why you do it then, baby Billy? Because I'm selfless. And I want to heal as many people as the dear Lord will let me. DJ Gower. Wait a minute! DJ Matador. Suck my white ass ball! Rhyme. Andrew Lynn. Episode 348 coming at you. This is the Backbreaker. That's right, folks. Raymond Trees and Radio. DJ Gower here coming to you indirectly from a cell phone signal out here in the beautiful, uber-rich Danville, California. That's badass. This guy's going on vacation. I'm super stoked for him. I'm pretty stoked on it, too. I'm going to go get on some island time. 
That's badass. What you just heard, the new Bull Weevils, Liniment and Tonic. <laughs> That's what inspired the episode. His back is broken. My back is broken. All our backs are fucking broken. <laughs> For sure. That's why, they, that's why they call it back breaking work, right? That's true. We're getting old. Coming up. Uh, Before you get too damn old for that shit. That's true. I've had a whirlwind weekend myself. Went to Auburn, California. Hit up a little knee deep and Moonraker. They were amazing. Yeah, it was badass. Um, drove my buddy to the airport and then went to Mineral, California. Stayed in the most ghetto motel of all time. Mineral, California? Population 123. <laughs> no fucking no. Nowhere. You guys brought it up to 125? Yup. And, uh... I fucking, we tried to go to the saloon, and uh, I smuggled some beers in there, which is a retarded idea anyway, but like, I'm like, so when does it open? And this lady freaked out on me, and we just left. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, you're not getting my money, money you old crotchety hour. And uh, yeah, super ghetto, don't stay in mineral, avoid it like the plague. Proximity is mineral. Uh, the back roads back behind Auburn, or what? Yeah. So, so it's, it's like between Chester and Red Bluff. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, no man's land out there. Middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Just like the ghetto ness. Like fuck. This we got. <laughs> yeah, and the guy was a dick, and it was it was just funny. <laughs> That's basically what I did. I'm like, and now I'm going to pay this lady for a drink? Like, nah, later. <laughs> you know, bringing your own drinks to a bar is generally frowned upon. Just saying. No, I know. It was stupid. <laughs> that was the level of drunkenness I was once I got to my... <laughs> Hanging out with the in-laws and uh, drinking beers. <laughs> Pretty much, and then she was fighting with the old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you talk to my man like that? <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. And uh, anyway, we've got some pretty cool songs on this one coming up. Some toy dolls, sciatica sucks. Oh, yeah. We got <sighs> DJ Mrs. Gower knows all about the suckiness of sciatica issues. Exactly, and uh, we got some vandals. We got some random rap songs and uh, some metal, and yeah, a lot of punk rock on this one. And uh, coming up, we're uh, actually not yet. <laughs> Later in the episode, this is a teaser. We have a Rhyme and Treason debut of a self-made album. Oh, look at that world global premiere! Something for you to listen to on the flight, me to listen to on uh, on my commute, where I get to go past Danville to Walnut Creek on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, man. That's not past Danville from where you're going. Walnut Creek's before Danville. Or, I guess, I... am not a geologist, but I think I know where it's at. <laughs> I guess I don't. 
a manager meeting. I can't wait. And uh, <laughs> to the corporate office I go. <laughs> the dub C for sure. Anyway, here comes sciatica sucks. Rhyme. And the back pain of treason. Hesitating out No I can't lift me left leg Me foot in me butt's dead Uh oh What a bleeding nightmare Aching everywhere Crying A psychosciatic pain Sending me insane Dying A slip disguided You are And I know that you can
I got weed. That's my bong out. Come on, son. For you, man. I I'll stay for a minute, but but then I gotta be gotta be going. I understand. <laughs> and Smoke a Lot opened up to me uh, like yeah. I was Barbara Walters. It was ridiculous. He told me about his lawyer. He had sex with my mama. Why? His spirituality. God, if you listen, hell. His bad back. Doctor said I need a backyotomy. Performances are average. I work in customer service for a phone company. I make 12 bucks an hour, but that's all I need. I live in a small apartment on a quiet street. I don't go out too much. I like to watch TV. I can't afford a car. I use public transportation. I don't mind. I read till I reach my destination. Sometimes a newspaper, sometimes a book. The amount of money I save, this shit is off the hook. And I'm not very good with the women. I'm a pretty shy person and I'm average looking Last time I had sex was in 2003 And I'm ashamed to admit, but it wasn't free I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy I get nervous in social situations, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy I get constipated once a month, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy And I make pretty good spaghetti sauce, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy And I get scared I go see the dentist. I'm the Pauly Shore of everyday life. Easily forgettable, and I'm not very light. I have an according to gym personality. I'm as entertaining as a fucking STD. If you wanna mess with me, I think you probably can. Because I'm not confident, and I'm weak for a man. I'll just roll up in a ball while you kick me in the back. Yeah, honestly, I probably won't fight back. And I don't have many friends that would back me up. My friend Steve would, but he doesn't look very tough. You want some of this, bitch? If you really get laid, put your hands up. If you're not well paid, put your hands up. If you got a pet cat, put your hands up. And if you got a bad back, put your hands up. I hurt my back two summers ago, moving a fridge, and ever since then it just it's not the same. You know, it it gets pretty it gets pretty sore. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy My parents are really nice people, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy I'm somewhat afraid of heights, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy I like to show Grey's Anatomy, motherfucker I'm just a regular, everyday, normal guy And I'm pretty good at making paper planes
really like that Niggas plying, I'm watching my back I'm in Beverly Hills with the strap Got it on me wherever I'm at Niggas send me, I overreact And they don't gotta be like that, face man yeah. I'm popping these pills like I got back pain <laughs> I got the world on my back like my last name yeah. Was just pushing the phone, lit life in the fast lane yeah. Fast man Talk shit behind my back, stab me in the back, and know it ain't hurt. Addicted to cash, addicted to perks. I flew the bitch out and bought her a purse. Whenever I hit, I hit in reverse. And if the bitch sing, I give her a verse. And they got I put them in a hearse. Crazy with the Glock, a gift and a curse. Yeah, bring the Glock out, go crazy. I be looking at money amazed. Like I made all this shit in a day. My little bitch got some devilish ways. She 5'3 and she don't got no waist. Different women in all different states. I got two four, shout out Kevin Gates. They say I'm stuck in my ways. I really won't change Niggas know you ain't really like that Niggas plying, I'm watching my back I'm in Beverly Hills with the strap Got it on me wherever I'm at Niggas tell me I overreact And they don't gotta be like that Face man, yeah. I'm popping these pills like I got back pain <laughs> I got the world on my back like my last name Yeah, Was just pushing the phone Lit life in the fast lane yeah. Face man Check it, just how deep can shit get Deep as the abyss And brothers is mad fish, accept it In your cross color, close your crossed over Think I totally crossed out and crisscrossed Who the boss, niggas get tossed To the side, and I'm the dark side of the force Of course it's the method Man from the Wu-Tang Clan I be hectic, and coming for the headpiece Protect it, fuck it, two tears in a bucket Niggas want the ruckus, bustin' at me, rock, now bust it Styles like it's buck wow, method man on some shit Pullin' niggas fouls, I'm sick, insane, crazy Driving Miss Daisy, out of fucking mind, now I got mine, I'm swayed Is it real, son? Is it really real, son? Let me know it's real, son, if it's really real Something I can feel, son, load it up and kill one Wanna go feel, son, if it's really real uh. When I was a little stereo, stereo I listened to some champion, champion I always wonder, wonder when I would be the number one. Yeah. <laughs> now you listen to the dog on, dog on, and the dog on salary. Any little fun come test me, test me. Me, I gon' lick out them brains. But it's on by. Brothers wanna hang with the map, bring the rope. The only way you hang is by the neck, nigga. Boat off set, coming to your projects, take it as a threat. Better yet, it's a promise, coming from a vet on some movie and all shit. Nigga, you can bet your bottom dollar, hey, I bomb shit, and it's gonna get even worse for the guard. It's the Coming through, taking niggas for they garment Moving on your last half form, it's the mess In the representing, call my name in your chest You can come test, realize you no contest Son, I'm thicker than when that old wild west Quick on the draw with my hands on the floor 9 to 11 with the bucket rhymes galore Check it cause I think not when it's hip-hop like proper Rhymes be the proof while I'm drinking 90 proof I'm locker, no OJ, no straw When you give it to me, yeah, give it to me, bro I've learned that when you drink, absolute straight, it burns I'm to get my chest here as a burn I don't need a chemical blow to pull a hoe All I need is chemical bank to pay them up
Have you ever had a chiropractic adjustment? Or sad? It's a procedure where a guy who couldn't get into medical school tries to rip your head off. Does it work? If you believe it works. It's kind of like the Polar Express. Let's do it! Okay, I'll give it a shot. But this type of thing is usually done in strip malls next to a Little Caesars. Well, it's a dull ache, certainly. And overlaid on that is a club sandwich of pain. Only instead of bacon, there's agony. Marge, could I have a BLT? Oh, homie, I knew you'd support me. <laughs> oh, my back! Your spine is more twisted than Sinbad's take on marriage. <laughs> so, just give me some drugs and surgery. Oh, I'd love to, but uh, to be honest, Modern medicine has a lousy record of treating the back. We spend too much time on the front. Yeah, there's some neat stuff on the front. I'm gonna send you to my chiropractor. Hey, I thought real doctors hated chiropractors. Well, that is our official stance, but between you, me, and my golf clubs, they're miracle workers.
you're sore You don't know if you can take any more It happens so fast Episode 348 coming at you, this is The Backbreaker chose to make recording my priority <laughs> it's the least you can do you bastard i made the show even though it's all like so over it just shirtless and sweaty and i got a matador confession Ooh, here we go are you guys ready it's a matador confession matador confession matador confession gonna blow you away man so last weekend I <laughs> went to a it was like a wedding reception thing at the Bear, and uh, I was hot as fuck. It was like a hundred and two degrees, I want to say. We were in the top of the Bear, and it was like super hot. And I went to the uh, different bar, drank a bunch of whiskey, and then just Hulk Hogan my polo shirt. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> In front of grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So that happened. (laughs) Not sure how it went down or what inspired it, but it happened. (laughs) I got the fuck out of there. (laughs) Shouts out to DJ Gobby for sharing with us a Hulk Hogan interview that was seemingly... About nothing. <laughs> I don't know why he shared it or what what exactly the point was, but he shared it, so we want to thank him for that. Yeah, I never watched it. Like the Hulkster is kind of a piece of shit. We all know that. And the Gawker, he took down Gawker though. Well, no, I mean, what he was really he was talking about how in the early days of wrestling, like there was no fake wrestling back in the early days when they were trying to like make it into something they were really beating the shit out of each other night in and night out and like yeah it was wild those dudes were nuts he like would go to japan and wrestle people and some dude broke his leg like yeah wild shit like to give a shout out to dark side of the ring on vice the it's the new season is as dark as it gets (laughs) it's pretty depressing man (laughs) Bam Bam Bigelow was the last episode. He died at age 45. Damn. Due to an opioid addiction, and uh, that's the theme of the show, too. The You'll hear uh, the Sackler family, some stats for your flight, the fucking Oxycontin prescribed constantly. And what do you do when your back is killing you and you got to get up and go work a 12-hour shift busting your ass? You got to pop some pills, right? Yep, so you'll hear a bunch of songs about that, and uh, coming up next, we got a little, the my, my old band Fight Music made an album six years ago, but then the band broke up while recording, my buddy Mad Axe finished, helped finish the album, so uh, slave to the dollar, because as you said, we are all slaves to the dollar. Yeah, and speaking of opioid addictions. <laughs> That's true. That <laughs> was the... Demise of the band, and uh, so what island are you going to, man? 
We're going to Kauai, the uh, the rainforest island, home to many different movie scenes and whatnot, from Pirates of the Caribbean to Jurassic Park to uh, all sorts of shit. It's a great place. Super chill. Like tourism is minimal. Everyone's just laid back. It's a fairly small island. You can get from like one end to the other in like a half hour, 40 minutes kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're just like the furthest you have to go is like 20 minutes away ever. So it's, you're just always like, yeah, I'll be there when I get there. (laughs) That's badass. That's going to be a great week. You're staying for like 10 days or something. Uh, solid week, full seven days. Oh, that's great. Hell yeah. Monday to Monday. Fuck yeah, vacations are awesome. And then, uh, and then when, when we get back, then we're going camping on top of that, right, when we get back. So going to going to the uh, almost both ends of the Pacific, well, one end of the Pacific Ocean and the middle of the Pacific Ocean, all within a fortnight. <laughs> that's great, man. Enjoy your vacation. Summer's winding down, it seems like. <laughs> it's flying by. I can't believe it's almost it's August 1st in a couple days. Like, fuck, man. Yeah, man, my kid's going to be... Thir- DJ EJ is going to be 13, yo. Says this podcast. Right? <laughs> my ass is already 13. <laughs> That's funny, and uh, yeah, we're hanging out with... Uh, my wife's nieces who are like as her brother put it three Tasmanian devils like destroying the campsite like the loudest like craziest (laughs) we tried to like just you know watch him and play with them and stuff just for a few hours to give him relief you know (laughs) (laughs) yep it's like I'll just keep drinking and and trying to play with them again we're here, you know. <laughs> you could tell how annoyed <laughs> the parents and grandparents were. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's not hard to do. You get burnout, especially when they're when they're like under five. They're just it's constantly on. You're never getting any respite. You know, the only time you ever get like a break is like nap time. I don't even think they do nap time, dude. They're fucking like raging. And I was like, even then, if they even if they did do nap time, they're still like, I need water. I'm lonely. It's too bright out. Like, <laughs> God damn it! Just lay there for ten minutes. Let me fucking sit on the couch. We're like, don't rip that tree down, man. <laughs> yeah. Yelp. It was wild weekend and the work week starts tomorrow, but you're going on vacay anyway. I'm a slave to the dollar. Here's a song six years later. My old band fight music. Here we go. Rhyme and Trees in debut. Rhyme. And global treason premieres. Oh! 
Members of the Sackler family caused much of the opioid epidemic. And the case is shining a spotlight on the powerful family behind the drug. They were all hell-bent on becoming super rich. Imagine a medical industry that's supposed to keep a nation healthy, but becomes so completely corrupt that it causes an epidemic. This has become a reality in the United States, where opioids have caused just under 50,000 deaths per year, according to recent figures. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Countless other lives have been destroyed through addiction. 
In the United States, drug overdoses are the leading cause of death in people under 50. That's a lot to take in, but imagine if most of this tragedy was caused by one secretive family working behind the scenes. Once again, this is a reality. That family's name is Sackler. The Sackler family is not only partly responsible for the epidemic, but has also made a multi-billion dollar empire from it. You may not know about them, but you've surely heard of OxyContin before. Welcome to the story of how billionaires and doctors became the drug dealers that caused an epidemic. You are watching Cold Fusion TV. The opioid epidemic in the United States was caused by a variety of factors, but one of the main ones is the involvement of the Sackler family and their infamous opioid painkiller, OxyContin. In 2017, when over 100 people per day were dying, President Trump declared the opioid crisis a national emergency. Here's the problem. Patients are often given strong painkillers when in hospital for surgery or chronic pain. While the drugs are life-enabling for many patients to avoid excruciating pain from injury or otherwise, many fall into addiction cycles from withdrawals. Some people graduate from prescription pharmaceuticals onto cheaper and more potent alternatives like heroin or fentanyl. The cases and causes come from far and wide, but research indicates that there is a strong correlation between regions of high opioid prescription rates and high overdose rates. I mean, if you look at it, four of five uh, injectable drug users started getting opioids, whether it be Oxycontin, prescription or non-prescription pill-taking. So there is a direct correlation between the two. Annually, more than 214 million prescriptions for opioid pain have been given out, with more than 11 million people abusing their medication. But how did this problem get so catastrophic? Enter the Sacklers. The Sacklers pushed OxyContin to everyday people who had little use for the drug. They corrupted the entire supply chain, employing armies of sales reps, paying off doctors, lobbying for favorable regulation, and making billions while masses fell into devastating addiction. They didn't care much for the addictive properties of their drugs. They were more concerned with their bottom line. Their name is everywhere, yet not many people know about them. The Sackler family have invested a substantial portion of their $14 billion net worth into many museums, art galleries and universities. The world-famous Louvre Museum in Paris has a Sackler wing. Kate Middleton was stunned when she opened the Sackler courtyard in the Victorian Albert Museum, which consists of 11,000 handmade porcelain tiles. London's famous Gothic church, Westminster Abbey, even has a window named after the Sacklers. While the family is happy to put their name on any prestigious institution that will receive their money, it's a name that is far removed from their golden product, OxyContin. The reason why will soon be very obvious. So to understand the Sacklers in full, we must first look at the Sackler story. The story of the Sacklers starts in 1952 when three psychiatrist brothers, Arthur, Mortimer and Raymond, purchased a small pharmaceutical company called Purdue Together, they co-authored over a hundred research papers on the biochemistry of mental illness. Arthur Sackler doubled as an advertising pioneer in pharmaceuticals. Perhaps by using his research papers as leverage, he was the first to convince the Journal of the American Medical Association to run an ad brochure in colour. Arthur went on to make Valium the first drug to pass 100 million sales. He did this by marketing it as a drug to cover all kinds of ailments with a made-up term he called psychic tension. Previously, that kind of drug was strictly only for anxiety. 
So with the introduction of the invented idea of psychic tension, it could be prescribed to a much wider market. Almost anyone could fit the symptoms, not just anxiety sufferers. By this stage, Arkla Sackler was inducted into the Medical Advertising Hall of Fame. During the 1980s, a recent movement in medicine was taking place. It was called hospice. The hospice sector takes care of the terminally ill and end-of-life patients. Around this time, the Sackler's company, Purdue, would release a morphine-based pill called MS Content that could help cancer patients sleep. In the hospice market, addiction wasn't an issue because the patients would soon pass. Purdue would take this concept one step further. They would release MS Content for general use. Unfortunately, MS Content would be the precursor to the drug that would help create an epidemic. In the United States, MS Content became the benchmark for pain relief among cancer patients. During the 1980s, several papers and articles claimed that the link between opioids and addiction was minimal and previously overstated. A letter published to the New England Journal of Medicine stated that the risk of addiction was less than 1%. Even though this letter was later attracted by the author, it didn't stop over 600 citations of the letter in medical journals. The misinformation had already spread and it was difficult to stop.
the class, but the lesson plan he can't recall. The student's eyes don't perceive the lies bouncing off every fucking wall. Closure is well kept. I guess he fears playing the fool. The place the students sit and listen to that bullshit that he'd learned in school. You're up, my vote to swing on. Can't learn a thing from it. Yeah, we hang from it. I am being crazy The 
houses. Okay. Most of your house? What does that even mean? He's turned most of his house into a hydroponic. Why wouldn't he have turned all of the hydroponic? Well, all of your house is hydroponic. Most of this is happy. Really? It's like saying maybe. How about now your mom's house is hydroponic? Yes! It's fucking way better. Now you fucking woke up. Episode 348, we are closing out the show. DJ Gower is shamefully podcasting in a parking lot, so we're wrapping this one up quick style. That's right, folks. I'm here in the GCP, the Dirty Daneville, right now. For those of you that don't know, this is the official ghetto of Danville. It is the projects of Danville, because these townhomes are only worth like $800,000. He's going to go shop at Drager's and get a hanging rabbit or something for dinner that costs $80. Nardies, bro. You got, you got the ultra, like, where like, there's an actual butcher and an actual baker. And, like, like where's the candlestick maker? <laughs> I thought that was Drager. Am I wrong? My parents lived there, too, briefly. We went and saw the hanging ch- rabbits and weirdness. <laughs> That's definitely not in the projects. <laughs> they're paying $10,000 a month in rent, so that was dumb. Jesus. Welcome to Danville. Yeah, I, luckily, uh, Grandma Gower, I guess we'll call her, um, has been here for like 30-something years, so she bought it when it was like realistically priced I guess you could say and has just stayed put and slowly watched the value multiply and multiply and multiply so she's sitting pretty pretty right now oh, I'm sure she is probably in the 80s or 70s um, anyway we're going to close it out with some uh, 80s metal some 80s punk and some super hardcore metal all songs called title backbreaker I feel like I'm going to need to get a perm to listen to the last third of the show. <laughs> we do what we can. It's quite the struggle at this point to make a quality product. And the lack of back-breaking hip-hop songs, I'm surprised. Well, because it's not about hard work in hip-hop, right? It's about quick, easy money. Sell drugs, sell hoes, do what you got to do. Fuck the government over, get your monthly government check. Or get a side hustle, learn some cash, and fuck the system. So I can see how they don't really have a lot of like. I worked hard for this money, and I'm not going to spend it on stupid shit like a gold chain, as being like a successful hip hop song. <laughs> That's awesome. We just heard a little no effects, oxymoronic. For that, some Rage Against the Machine, some Ulu. Love me some Ulu from back in the day, New York's own. That whole style of like kind of groove jazz funk vibes is really kind of taking over. There's a lot of bands that sound like that now that don't even know about Ulu, which is wild. 
Yep, got to bring some old school Gower tracks because he's going to be on the plane listening to this shit. Well, yeah. while, he, while he goes to Island Paradise. I got four tickets to the Paradise. Uh, yeah. Sorry. We just drove near Paradise and it's burned to the ground. California. <laughs> so shitty, man. The burn forests of Northern California. It's a yearly, yeah. It, it's a yearly occurrence, and uh, yeah, dude. What can you say? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure when you were out on those back roads out in Mineral California, I'm sure you saw like just rampant, just destruction of habitat and whatever. Absolutely, and uh, avoid mineral if you can. That's my advice. Um. <laughs> Bring your own beer to the, to the saloon. They're totally cool with it. She's like, like, what kind of beer is that? It's Ballast Point Sculpin, lady. Yeah. <laughs> you know this nice? She's like, is that like, is that like what fancy butt like? <laughs> and our sheets were dirty. <laughs> yeah and it's funny too like the guy was talking hella shit to my wife as she was checking in and they had some book and it was like the truth about Fauci you know <laughs> and I'm like are you trying to buy the truth about Fauci <laughs> just talking mad shit to the guy <laughs> It's funny, the older you get, the more less fucks you give, especially when someone's being a dick face, you know? Yeah, you, you just you just slap them with their own dick face. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. All right, man, we'll enjoy the episode, closing it out. Thanks for podcasting, and this is it, the backbreaker rhyme. And the Mahalo of Treason.
DJ Gower. Where me? DJ Matador. Suck my white ass ball! Rhyme. And treason.